Hi, welcome to Panel Breakouts, mini-episodes between Unstable Molecules podcasts, which take a quick peek at early Marvel comics and comic history. I'm Gary Hollingsby, and I've been looking at the comics that fed into the Marvel style and launched its superhero universe in the early 1960s. Recently, I've been looking at the Goodman Company's publications aimed at girls in the 1950s, and tracing the influence they had on the early Marvel superhero comics. This time, I'm looking at how the idea of the Marvel interconnected universe, where heroes would cross over or guest star in each other's books, first occurred in the teen comics for girls, with characters like Patsy Walker, Millie the Model, Kathy Carter and others. In 1960, Martin Goodman's comic company, which is in the process of becoming Marvel, was still recovering from the infamous Atlas implosion of 1957. Briefly, the Atlas implosion was when Goodman stopped self-distributing his company's titles and signed an agreement with American News Co, ANC, just at the point that it got into financial and legal trouble and ceased operations. Goodman was forced to make a distribution deal with Independent News, the IND, on the covers a subsidiary of National Periodical Publications, publishers of National Comics, who are DC today. One outcome was that in order to get their comics distributed, the company was only allowed to publish eight titles each month, which was a fall from about 80, which Goodman made appear more by publishing his comics on a bi-monthly basis. Between 1957 and 1961, half of these comics were aimed at girls, the five teen girl titles and two romances. Love Romances, My Own Romance, it was A Date with Millie, Millie the Model, Patsy Walker, Patsy and Heidi and Kathy. Patsy and Millie sold well enough for Goodman to want more titles. So the next teen humour character that was produced by the Goodman Company was Kathy Carter, who first appeared in Kathy Number no. 1 with an October 1959 cover date. During this short period between 1957 and the launch of the Marvel superhero universe in 1961-1962, Stanley also introduced Linda Carter, student nurse, in Linda Carter, student nurse number one, with a September 1961 cover date. One of the interesting things about the teenage humour comics in this period is the way in which characters from different titles interact and cross over, adding a sense of realism through inhabiting a shared universe. All their main teen humour characters encounter each other several times, and there seem to be plans for more of this to happen, though these plans were never realised. Patsy Walker and Millie the Model first meet in Patsy Walker number 76, which had an April 1958 cover date. In a four-page story, Millie arrives in Centerville, where Patsy Walker lives, and the boys get excited and go to a fashion show at a place called the Fashion Plate, which leaves the girls dateless on a Saturday night. The girls arrive at the show and attempt to get the boys' attention, which doesn't work at all. As Millie leaves, the boys try to get a date with her, but she's heading back to New York, and she upsets them by calling them youngsters. She tells them that her boyfriend Clicker is staying to photograph local girls, and Clicker asks Patsy, Heidi and Nan Nan to accompany him for a week so that he can take photos of them. And Buzz reminds Patsy that she's got a date with him, and she responds by telling Buzz, are you kidding? Clicker makes you look like a child. And the story ends with the girls leaving with Clicker and the boys complaining that girls are all fickle. 
Millie visits Centerville again in a very similar story two years later, in Patsy Walker number 92, which is a December 1960 cover date. It's another five-page story. Patsy sees a crowd of teens, including her friends, making for Centerville Hotel to see Millie the model. When they see her, the boys are typically mesmerised by Millie, much to the anger of Patsy, Eddie and Nan. Millie asks Hadie about her opinion of clothes that have appeared in recent fashion ads. Now, Hadie wants to look unimpressed by Millie, so tells her that the clothes Millie models might be fine for the average person, but her tastes are more exclusive. Patsy tells Hadie off, and Millie asks for Patsy for her opinion. And Patsy tells her that she thinks Millie's clothes are breathtaking. Now, Millie reveals her purpose for being in Centerville. She wants to po- she wants um, to pose in a series of fashion ads with a local teenager who's got the same fashion sense as her. Naturally, she picks he- Patsy over Hadie. Their next encounter is in New York in Millie the Model number 103 with a July 1961 cover date. And the front cover has Millie's rival, Chili, who looks very much like Patsy but with Hades' catty personality, complaining that not only did she have to compete with Millie, but Patsy as well. And readers are asked, what is Patsy Walker doing here? Inside, the six-page story, which is called Presenting Patsy Walker, has Millie telling her friends that she loves Patsy Walker's comic. And Chili argues that Patsy Walker is fictional. Patsy arrives and wows the men with her beauty. Interestingly, um, Al Hartley draws Patsy in a far more realistic style while continuing to use a more cartoony cartoony approach for the usual Millie regulars. Millie shows Patsy around and we find out that Patsy wants to learn about modelling. Patsy tells Chili that she reminds her of Hadey, a jealous, wisecracking troublemaker. And Chili decides to discourage Patsy from her career in modelling. Millie shows off the studios, the clippings room and wardrobe room, while Chili tells Patsy how awful the profession is at every opportunity. The twist comes when Patsy explains that she's not really interested in modelling and was sent by the Teenage Council to pick Model of the Year. She chooses Millie, of course, because Chili hated being a model so much. The final meeting between Patsy and Millie occurs in Patsy Walker number 98, which had a December 1961 cover date. Now, despite this being their fourth encounter, neither seem to know each other, and it seems like, again, another first meeting. The cover shows Patsy sitting in front of a framed autographed photo of Millie the model, holding a blonde wig. She's saying, Hey, and Nan will get the surprise of their lives when they see me disguised as Millie the model. And through the window, we see Hey, and Nan, who know what she's doing, and are unimpressed. Inside, it's another five-page story, which has Patsy's group of friends talking about what they will dress him for the big masquerade party. Patsy won't say, but later at home she reveals she is dressing as Millie the model and has saved up for months to buy a gorgeous dress. She tells herself, I look more like Millie than Millie does. And just in that moment, the real Millie the model and photographer boyfriend, Clicker, get a flat tyre right outside Patsy's house. Millie goes looking for a taxi and Patsy comes out of the house to be mistaken by Clicker, who's fixed the tyre. Clicker drives Patsy to Styles Fashion and sets up his cameras. Millie arrives and sees Patsy and the two sees Patsy and the two agree to play a joke on Clicker by pretending to change dresses. Eventually they tell him and Clicker then once more mistakes Patsy as Millie. Millie seems to take Clicker's mistake very well. Eventually Patsy arrives at a party and wows most of the other teens, apart from Hadey, who pretends not to know who Patsy is supposed to be, and makes the catty comment 
Merely the model, don't make me laugh. There isn't the least resemblance at all. Another character produced by Goodman's company at this period is Kathy Carter, who's presented as a teen tornado, who's essentially a blonde Patsy Walker with a Hady-type rival called Liz Hilton, a Nan-like friend called Fanny Foster, and a Buzz-like boyfriend, Rick Brown. And her comic ran for 27 issues between October 1959 and February 1964. And Kathy first meets Patsy in Kathy No. 14, which had a December 1961 cover date. In a visit to Patsy Walker, Kathy and Fanny pick up the latest copy of Patsy and Hedy, No. 79, from the newsstand to see if Kathy's drawing had been included, much to Lizzie's ridicule. It actually was. In the December 1961 issue of Patsy and Hedy, Kathy Carter from Midtown, Ohio, gets credited with Patsy's outfit design. Liz gets upset because her idea hasn't been used and decides to complain to Patsy herself. Liz and Kathy travel to Centerville, and the outfit credit says that Fanny is actually Liz, by mistake, and they bump straight into Hedy Wolf. Kathy tells Hedy that she reads Hedy's comics all the time, and if Hedy had read Kathy's, and asks Hedy if she read Kathy's comic, which A.D. had read, but dismissively makes the catty comment, don't kid yourself, you're even more of a square than Patsy is, which endears her to Liz. When they meet Patsy, Liz goes into a rant about her designs not being used. Patsy explains that they will appear in Patsy Walker number 98, which actually did happen too. Kathy gets to meet Millie the model in the same month in Life with Millie number 14, with a December 1961 cover date. And on the cover we're told... In this fabulous issue, Millie meets Kathy, the teenage tornado. And before a four-page short story, we're told by Millie, Dear fans, so many of you have asked me to feature guest stars from other magazines in Millie Comics that I just had to comply. Here's our first guest star story featuring Kathy. Watch for future issues of my magazines, which will feature Patsy Walker, Hayley Wolf, My Girl Pearl, Linda Carter, Student Nurse, and many, many more of your comic magazine favourites. Love, Millie. While buying an issue of Life with Millie, Kathy tells her friends that her parents are taking her to New York and she's going to do her best to meet Millie. A few days later, Kathy finds Millie's apartment in New York and tries to get in by saying that she's Millie's sister. Doesn't work. And later in a week, she returns saying that she's the president of the Millie fan club. And when that doesn't work, she tries lots of different ways of getting in to see Millie. Eventually, when she gives up and starts crying, she's told that if only she'd have asked, then the doorman would have let her in. She gets to meet Millie at last, and the final two panels have Millie imagining how Kathy would tell her friends about the meeting. Kathy makes a, a brief guest appearance in Patsy and Hady number 83, which had an August 1962 cover date, in a story called The Wonderful World of Fashion, where Patsy and Hady see that, like them, Kathy is visiting F.F. Fabulous, the amazing fashion designer. And in Kathy number 26, which had a December 1963 cover date, in a longer two-part, nine-page story, Kathy, which, which is called Kathy Becomes a Model, Kathy finds out that Millie is scouting for a girl to model teen fashion. All of Kathy's friends, with the exception of Liz, think Millie's got a strong chance of winning and help her get ready. As soon as Millie sees Kathy, she hires her, and generously, Kathy chooses Liz to accompany her to New York for the modelling assignment. Now, when they get there, jealous Liz 
tells Millie that Kathy's parents disapproved of her modelling trip and want her to go home. So the modelling shoot is completed in a day in order for Kathy to get home as quickly as possible. But Liz's scheme backfires in the closing panels when Kathy tells Liz that Millie had actually planned to use Liz to model the fashions the next day, but they'd been sent home instead. Another character created at this period is Linda Carter, an attractive student nurse with a similar setup to Millie, Patsy, and Kathy. She had a boyfriend called Steve Stewart and a, and a rival nurse called Gwen Glitter. Her comic lasted nine issues between September 1961 and January 1963. And the title obviously responded to the popularity of medical romances, which seemed to gain renewed popularity in the late 50s and early 60s, particularly um, because of the renewed interest in medical romance dramas um, on television. Now, Linda Carter's first guest appearance is in Patsy Walker number 99, which had a February 1962 cover date. Don't miss the surprise meeting between Patsy Walker and Linda Carter, student nurse, we're told on the cover. And it's a blatant bit of promotion for Marvel's Linda Carter comic, which had just gone on sale. And inside, the actual Linda Carter story is the fourth in the issue, and it's a short four-page story. Miss Bliss, who'd also been um, a, an earlier Goodman Company ca- um, comic character with her own title, um, Miss Bliss, Patsy's schoolteacher, had invited a nurse to talk to the girls about a career in nursing. And all of the girls, including Patsy, complain about how unglamorous nursing is. Linda Carter arrives, and the girls think that she looks like a movie star. The girls worry that nursing would affect their social lives. But when they see how interested the boys are in Linda Carter, they quickly head to the hospital for application forms. Now next, Linda meets Millie the Model in Linda Carter, student nurse number 9, which had a January 1963 cover date. And in a five-page story called Goodbye to Gwen, Linda's rival, Gwen Glitter, decides that she's giving up nursing. Gwen has been told that she looks like Millie and has decided she'll take up a modelling career. Linda tells Millie, who's a patient at the hospital, that she's suffering from exhaustion, and explains her worries about Gwen. Millie agrees to arrange for Gwen to replace Millie as a model for a short time. And then Millie explains some improbable downsides to being a model not going out late, having lots of money for clothes, um, or having to have lots of money for clothes, not getting bored. And she also tells Gwen to stay conceited because there will always be younger girls wanting to replace her. And Millie's advice puts Gwen off and she tears up her resignation. And goodbye to Gwen turned out to be goodbye to Linda Carter too, as it was the last story of the last issue. It was supposedly cancelled to make room for Amazing Spider-Man, in March 1963. Although these crossovers establish that having comic characters interact with other characters is fun and popular with readers, there's no sense of a continuity being established. Despite meeting four times, Millie and Patsy never seem to recognise each other, and each encounter is more or less treated as a first meeting. The same is true of the encounters with Kathy and Linda. What does happen is that the world of these crossovers Um, takes place in continuity with the actual Marvel superhero universe in the 1960s. And in Fantastic Four Annual Number 3, in 1965, Patsy and Hedy are actually part of the crowd outside of Sue and Reed's wedding. And I think Millie the Model also gets a mention. In the 1970s, Patsy Walker becomes 
directly involved in the Marvel superhero universe and eventually becomes the character Hellcat. Millie the model appears in titles like The Defenders, Dazzler and She-Hulk and the character of Linda Carter was recycled as Night Nurse in a short-lived series. Another device used by the company was to assert that the comics were actually accounts of real people. So Patsy's Walker's comic, as we've seen, is read by other people inside the shared universe they inhabit. There are also Patsy and Heidi fan clubs, and later Stan Lee would introduce the idea of a fan club with his Merry Mar Marvel Marching Society. Jack Kirby even turns up in one issue of Patsy Walker. And Stan Goldberg, the artist of Millie the Model, makes a cameo when Kathy visits Millie. This same device finds its expression in the ways that the adventures of the Fantastic Four are retold in the comic, and the Marvel team themselves, the, the, the creative team, even appear, but this is much later on. Thanks for listening. Till next time, this has been Panel Breakouts, a mini-podcast about the comics that lay the foundations of the early Marvel superhero universe. Music